Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body, and that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. So now go. So I've got this goose egg on top of my head because I hit my head. <laughs> oh, wow. I was walking upstairs, that uh, little tiny door frame going into the room with the green carpet up there, you know? Mm. I smacked my head on it really hard, and now I've got this goose egg on the top <laughs> <Dude>. of my head. <laughs> I hit the worst. I whacked both my ankles during track practice today. Yeah? So, like, I was doing my javelin stuff, and then one of my crossovers, I, like, just straight up heel click my ankle with my oh, spikes that's so bad. oh yeah Ouch. i mean it's not that bad it's just like a little mark it wasn't bad yeah and then i was walking back uh to i was bringing the hammer back our hammer mm-hmm. from the ring to the school and we were going down a hill and i was pulling it behind me oh, and i lifted it up like an idiot <laughs> and it swung and just got me in the back of this, this oh, well not the oh, ankle but it got me yeah. in the heel like, yeah, oh. rotate that microphone towards you. Have you ever sprained your ankles? No, 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 like the microphone itself. So no it. other way. Like spin it. You gotta squeeze. I forgot how we. Oh, there you go. Squeeze that and then spin it towards you. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Do you anything else? All right. No, we're um, good. So one, the two. logo was like right here, but now it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, Kosia. <laughs> now that you want to keep away. track of it. That's right. Holy like a cow. dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you are listening to a broadcast on the Gird Up Podcast. Our Bro sponsor cast. for this episode, of course, is Brigger Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. Coach, do you want some? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. What do you got here? Real we man has to have a woods. beard. Here you go. No. Um, so deep in the woods this makes it smell like you've been deep in the woods. I love it so much. So oh, like, girl, I haven't put in. You know what? Girls like out, like the so. smell of the outdoors. You Did do you know like that? The smell of the outdoors. The, my so girlfriend, like she always man, tells me they don't like a man. They like a man who looks and smells like he's been outdoors, but isn't sticky like he's been outdoors. Yeah, know? like my girlfriend. We went to a bonfire one time, <clears> and then after a bonfire, she kept telling me how good I smell, and I'm like, I smell like smoke, and she's like, Yeah, you smell so good. And yeah, I'm like, so maybe I got get... mad at you for smoking a cigar one time. <laughs> so since then, so... I've been looking for a cologne with a smell of smoke. Bus, I still bro. can't find it. <laughs> I heard about this. Uh, so you smoke a pipe instead, and then you'll get that sweet smell. <laughs> See, I don't know if either of you guys are Old Spice dudes, but I'm pretty sure they. Oh have yeah, a, Old Spice all woods, the way. They have a woodsy. Some, one of their senses. Mine woodsy. is the. Oh, what is it? What is the scent? It's like Super Sport something. Oh, Pure Sport. Then, yeah, Pure yeah. Sport. Pure sport yeah. And there's yep. the little like the aqua green one. That's what I use oh, no. all yeah. the time. Because it's the only one that like I, I'm not. It's I don't, like the it's basic not like one, I get, right? Yeah, it's not okay. like I get super yeah. musty or anything. 
Um, but like, especially in the summertime, like I do, like I sweat all day. So Obviously, it's with easy. The Yo, of hair you've got. Like my, I don't necessarily smell bad, but my clothes will start to smell bad. Mm. So that seems to help with that. So yeah, yeah. no. But it has like beard a, oil. It has a fresh scent. <laughs> it does have. This is, and this one has an awesome one too. Actually, so like one it. of my biggest complaints about wearing a mask is that when I put product in my beard, then I just smell that all day. And I actually mind smelling this uh, all day long. Um, because it smells so good so i like it a lot if you want some beard oil um beard oil if you don't know it takes good care of your beard keeps because when you wash your beard all the oils and everything that are naturally in there come out and it's not good for your skin it's not good for your hair um if you don't have those oils in there so you got to make sure you keep all those oils in your beard and healthy um a great way to do that is beard oil you can get this beard oil at sites.google.com forward slash burger beard general or find burger beard general on facebook Shout out to Nate Hensler. He's going to be a dad soon. Hey-o, Proud of you, bro. Um, all kinds of cool stuff happening oh, in his life. Go support him. Is, uh, no, it's a different guy. So this oh. is the, the guy that's in town today um, is the Mike I, Westendorf, yeah, that who we, we interviewed a while yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he might show up at the bonfire tonight. We'll see. Maybe. How old is he? Maybe. Uh, he's a staff minister. He's probably he sounds early 40. 50s. Oh, early 50s. Late 40s, early, early 50s. 50s. I, his, his, I bet 40s. Well, his oldest kids are in their 20s. Well, my dad's forty, uh, not forty. He's like forty, like that's what I'm saying, like eight, late forties, early fifties. Is he gonna yeah. smoke a pipe with, pipe with you? I don't know. We'll see if he, we'll see if he comes. What? And if he doesn't show up, if you're watching this, Mike, and you didn't come, it's okay. We still love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. But it'd be dope if you were here. That's all. That's all we're saying. All right. So, well, we'll see. Well, so, so this is a staff ministry conference. Man, in he's older than my mom. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like I'm yeah. gonna hang out with you. It's like older than my parents. My mom's okay, older. Fair than, enough. My mom, well, I'm not older than your mom, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, my mom's, my mom's 53. So. Yeah, she's like the same age as my mom. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Your mom's only like early 50s? Dude, my mom is 39. You're 10 Holy years God. older. You're eight years older than me, and your mom. Yeah, she had her first baby when she was 21. Like she was married and having kids at 21, so I don't Why know. Why don't you know exactly how. And if I'm wrong, mom, take it as a compliment because you're just. You're just that young, ageless. Oh no, um, you're just an <laughs> you're just irresponsible so child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, today's topic. Today's topic is what it takes to be a winner, and I, I'm not actually convinced that I like that way to phrase it, um, but I think it's maybe the best, most concise way to phrase it, and it'll be good clickbait. It's the broadest way that you know, we, is the broadest you know, way. we can yeah. narrow in. We on should a lot talk of stuff. not just about what it takes to be a winner, but what it should not take to be a winner, because well, that's also very. But important. I think well, the place we need to start is a- the idea that um, just because you win doesn't make you necessarily like to, winning championships so maybe, isn't necessarily the mark of a winner, and um, maybe you can be a winner and not win any championships. Maybe it's more of a like sportsmanship kind of thing like what it takes to be a winner and also like how to be a, a i think in a true good sense athlete of, maybe no. like a like a respectful well, good but, sport. but those qualities and characteristics are the things that also then make you good at business good at ministry good right. at whatever right um and i think that's why maybe i don't like the phrase winning because you can like it's hard to think of being a winner when you're talking about like family like being a husband it's the same traits and characteristics that are going to make you a good husband are the ones that made you a good teammate on the football field or made you a good wrestler or whatever it might be. But it's hard to think of that as like being a winner. But at the same time, there is definitely competition going on, whether we like to admit it or not. Like, and you can say, like, well, we don't, our marriage doesn't compete with anybody else's marriage. Like, and that's good and that's healthy and that's right. 
Um, but the reality is every single day your wife is making a choice to wake up and stay with you mm. or your girlfriend or whoever it is. Right? And she could choose not to. Your girlfriend should not wake up with you. No, okay, fair that's enough. not what he said. But he said, she could, oh, well, right. she could choose not to be with you anymore. She could wake like, up one morning, to not and literally decide. be with you, oh, okay. but like to break like, up with not you. with like she's not with you. <laughs> okay, when she's waking okay, up. Oh. I got it. Sorry, right. English is not my first language. I take everything literally. Okay, oh, so that's, yeah. that's fair. That's so fair. I guess let's just start defining it. What what does it mean if if championships don't necessarily make winners and winners don't necessarily always win championships? What does it mean to be a winner? Mm. So I just keep coming back to like the whole idea of what's it take to be a good sport. Like having good sportsmanship. That's kind of what in my mind, this topic is going towards like those ideal characteristics that when you win or lose, you're still humble, respectful and kind to your competitors and to like the people around you, like regardless of what side they come from. Like that's the, that's kind of what I was thinking when we started this topic. Right. And, but that can also be applied to other areas of life. Like I think, (laughs) Growing up and learning how to be a good sport definitely is going to affect how you interact with people in the real world, in the ministry, whatever it ends up how being. How to be a good teammate, you know, how yeah. to be responsible for everyone else right. in the room. Because, know? like, maybe you're at, I don't know, well, there's a staff ministry conference happening. Like, yeah. what if they're, like, trying to brainstorm something and you're really into your side and you're kind of competing to get what you think should happen done and it doesn't happen? You know, knowing how to react in those scenarios. Like... It's almost this, not 100% the same because it's not physical. And there's something to be said about the physicality of sports, right? But it's that same kind of like processing of taking the loss or taking the win. Yeah. You know. Do you mind taking 10 seconds and just checking to make sure everything's good with the camera? Pause for station identification. <laughs> True winner. We good? Is it recording? Yes. And there aren't any warnings up or anything? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So um, my pushback on what you're saying is that you can be, what were the three things you said? Humble, respectful, and kind. Kind. You can be those three things and also be a loser. Yeah. So what is it then that like takes you to the next level? Like basic human beings, good human, good people are that, Mm -hmm. right? But you can be a good person. You can be a nice guy and not be a winner. So, so what part what, of what, what I said are you pushing back on? I'm, uh, well, so that that can't like, that can't I, be everything. You know what I'm saying? There has to be more to it than that. So what is it that takes you maybe to the next level to actually be a winner? If you are talking about winning like the competition or just being successful in your craft. Well, so if you're gonna win, like, okay, so kind we're of where specifically we saying like, how do you win? Like, we're not saying what's it. Okay, so we're going away from the whole. Okay, like what? How are we winning? That's so what we're what, going for. So what? Like what you're talking about uh-huh. is going to be included in that, right? Okay, but it can't. Like that's not it. There has to be more to that. Like what do you mean? I guess. So well, I mean, like so, being a really nice guy and being mm-hmm. respectful to your your opponent, mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff. I don't really like the nice. Well, that's like, like the post. Kind. That's like post comp so uh, competition. Kind you can of stuff. be yeah. a really good sport and still just be a loser. Like you don't have to be not be very. You can be com- terrible. Oh, like just be a bad person. Still? No, just be. No, like, you can be terrible at what you're doing and still okay. do all those things. It doesn't right. make you a winner. Okay, so then what's it take to be on that next? Well, then yeah. it just well where Kosti was about to go with it, it go just ahead. takes like, the skill and stuff, right? Sk- no, nah, takes patience. And the practice takes and stuff. Practice patience. Well, skill's a part of it. Skill, talent, patience, a lot of patience because like patience for what? Being 
Uh, being successful at your craft or being good at your craft takes patience of a marathon runner. Like it's uh, on the way to your success or becoming a winner. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Like going to the gym every single day, six, seven times a week. Uh, uh, being uh, a good Christian person, being, you know, it takes uh, a lot of patience to wake up and uh, every morning and read your Bible and, uh, you know, just wake up with a good mindset you know and have the right uh kind of have the right uh mindset you know what i mean like in order to be successful be a winner i feel like it takes a lot a lot of patience a lot of like just you have to keep pushing and keep doing what you're doing and keep making the right choices every single day and yeah. that takes a lot of patience it's very easy to not make the right choice than to make the right choice yeah yeah, it's a lot easier to make the wrong choice than the right choice a yeah, lot exactly. of times. Mm -hmm. uh, what I hear you saying is discipline over time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can't you can't get good at something. You can't master something. Like uh, in, 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 a, in a perfect world, nobody would ever be successful at something without mastery, right? Well, what's the – what's the like there's a scientific time for like – nah, It's not exact. Yeah, isn't it like, ten, like to like, truly yeah, become a master of something. a motivational video at 10,000 hours at like – yeah. I don't know if that's well, like, I've never proven, seen that but, video, like, but yeah. like I've had many, many coaches in my life like say it's gonna take. 10, I mean, to, hours. Well, no, <laughs> ten thousand hours. But in essence, it's just constant dedication to what you're yeah. doing, right? No matter what. Yeah. You know, and being able to show up every single day. Well, and I mean, like within reason, of course. But it's like it, it has to be more than just something that you're good at it's got to be something that you truly love mm -hmm. that you live and breathe yeah you know and i think you see and there's a lot like there are certain people you know like there are certain people going to school here pastors that like they love this stuff mm -hmm. and they're actually showing up for more than just like this is what i have to do to do right. get where i want to be yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think we should all hope and pray that we right. can be that dedicated. Well, but I hear what you're saying. But, like, there's a bunch of guys who but there's love like people the who Greek, seriously, right? Yeah, they like just, someone, oh, love it. Yeah. someone it, that comes to mind when I talk about that is like Nathaniel Brower. That guy, the only thing he's ever dreamed of is becoming a pastor. Like, it's it's been his lifelong, like, that's his thing. Like, his thing is to be here and to go to school and become a pastor. Like, he might not be great at all the classes, but that's not. His that's not the point. He mm -hmm. loves what he's doing. It's his Super Bowl, you know, or whatever you want. Right, to exactly. There, yeah. And we and, have kids like, oh, I'm going here just because my grandpa went here, and my dad went here, or, so. or your friends go here. Or your friends go here. That's a big one, <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, and I think I'm like that's like that's like a more, because uh, I was gonna bring up the example of like, you and I have both. Well, all three of us, I'm pretty sure, have all been to some sort of martial arts studio or gym before, mm -hmm. and we've seen those people. The kind of dedication that they put in, right? It's insane. Like the pros and the yeah, guys like the pros and stuff. Like there's always up. in the team, you see this one player who is like everyone there to have fun, but it is always one guy who can like, yeah, he's a freak about it. Like yeah. he yeah. loves it, he does it. Right. You can tell. Like, right. Well, he turns one. other people into freaks too, like in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Like, like his, his motivation, his passion for it, his you know desire, whatever it might be, he's bringing other people up to his level, right? And I think that, yeah, that's a huge part of it. And, and, well, and it's, it's really hard to do anything like this alone, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to have that discipline over time when you're doing it alone. Which is, so, um, I was actually watching a video earlier just talking about, like, strength sports. Um, and whether it's, you know, wrestling or, you know, strongman, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, mm -hmm. 
golf, whatever it is. Like it's all by uh, golf is really a straight sport, but it's an individual sport. Well, so yeah. I mean, like tennis, you got all these sports that are individual sports. Let's go with that instead okay, of strength sports. Okay, but most strength sports are individual sports. Um, but those they might be alone when they're competing, but that doesn't mean it's not a team sport. Right, you know, like everybody in order on the to team compete season. at the highest level, there has to be a group of people supporting exactly. you and has your back and calling you if you're not going iron, to. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and let me, I just want to say something real quick. Like, I think that's definitely what motivate. Like, that can get us three. Okay, now I'm speaking 100 percent for myself, and I I think from what I know of you guys, it includes you too. But us, like the three of us, we're all masters of none, if that makes sense. Yeah, we're that's fair. we're jacks of all trades. Like. <laughs> we don't really have someone here on this podcast that can truly speak on how they're driven because they love something that much. You know, I mean, well, not but in this phase of life. See I what I mean, say. though. I right? got, at it's different like, points in life, I've had oh, those things. Okay. okay, like for example, when I was in high school and I did wrestling, mm-hmm. I did la- I did wrestling since I was like five, six years old. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. Like I went to nationals for wrestling. I went yeah. to international tournaments for wrestling, sure. and I went to prep. I did judo. It wasn't like a high school wrestling. It was mm. judo. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to prep, I had a lot of wrestling background, and I fell in love with high school wrestling. Mm-hmm. And when we started the club, I was already getting ready for the like actual team because I was already hoping that mm-hmm. we're going to have a yeah. team. And I've been putting in so many hours in the gym. And then when we found out that we're actually going to have a team, it's like my whole dedication was it probably wasn't healthy. It got to the point where it was like a little unhealthy. I was taking a mm-hmm. little too serious for the person who wants to be a pastor one day. I was taking every single free time I had to go do my conditioning, to go do my lifting, to go right. do my running and all that kind of thing. So right. it's just like, and I bet he had things like this too. Oh, yeah. just kind of, it's well, like went away because like, well, right. But that's what I'm saying is like, for us, we're able to move on to the next thing. Like there are athletes out there that, that they don't, That's you true. know what I mean? That's and true, I yeah. think a lot of times like runners, like cross country runners, those are the kinds of people that I, that I can think and of. And it eventually becomes like detrimental to their health even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I and like I mean, I'm not saying that we can't put our hearts into things, but I'm right. just saying it's we've been able to throughout our lives like change the things that we love and want to be into. That's fair. Well, and I think that's part of the I think that's part of it is like in different phases of life, you're going to have to find different goals and different things, right? Sure. So I'm no longer chasing a great high sure. school football career, you know? Well, but I'm not trying to get a football that, scholarship. Right? I'm not trying to, you know, whatever. So like, and you have to move on to something right. else. And right now, I'm frankly not trying to be, you know, the strongest I've ever been. I'm right. not trying to be, you know, the best teacher I've ever been. Um, I'm also not necessarily trying to be the best Greek student, but I yeah. should, probably should be, yeah, but I'm sure. not. Um but I have other things that I'm chasing, you know, mm-hmm. and right now it's all round, right. you know, healthy, well-adjusted, happy individual. Right. Right. And that seems like it's a cop out, like to say well, that, but it also like entering a different phase of life. I'm completely leaving the lifestyle I was living, which wasn't a, a, a that's not a negative thing. It was a healthy, happy lifestyle, but it was a teacher's lifestyle. And now I have to get back to being a student. Um, and I'm going to be a student now for six years after this. Yeah. So I've like I have to make an adjustment. So right now I'm just basically all in on making that adjustment, being a good student, um, and being healthy while I do that, and all kinds of stuff. And that's everything from keeping the house clean to you know keeping my body healthy, having the morning routine and the right night. That's routine right. In I your life. I literally have like my personal I don't even know what to call it personal manifesto if you will, and then my morning and evening routines printed out and posted on my kitchen wall so that i build those habits like i it sounds silly but i legitimately i don't do it as often now when i first put them up uh, around the time that 
so it was before Christmas when I first put them up. Like I legitimately would stand in the kitchen in the morning and in the evening, and I would read them out loud and like remind myself what I'm doing, where I'm going, and you know, like what is involved in doing that. Right? I see. I see. No, ungamak. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Early in the morning. Jesus, help me to do those. In my things. underwear. Always. In your underwear. Always in my underwear. <laughs> Always in your underwear. <laughs> Standing in my underwear, reading it. Like, my name is Charles Edward Ungamak, and I'm a man after God's own heart. Just, like, reading it all the way through. <laughs> so funny. I did a video awesome. on it. If you, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go back, like, six months ago. Is I did there a video, video of you it. doing it? Uh, not in my underwear. No, I should make one. <laughs> I really want to make one now. Okay. I really okay. want to make one now. We're going to make one. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. right after let's this. Right after this. Right after this? There's yes. too many people coming over for that. Although, if I'm going to post it on the internet, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be better See, quick. Million uh, is what that would be. I'm really glad I don't wear whitey tighties. <laughs> hey, I used yeah. to, man. That was that, that was like elementary school. Uh, I wore boxer briefs. I wore, no, I mean, now I do. I mean, I, I like wear... the support. But I don't like the whitey tidiness. Up in the like, <laughs> right. all up in the zone. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. like it all up in the zone. I, I don't like, like when my thighs touch each other, like skin on skin thigh touch. Yeah, you know what I'm talking. Agreed. Yeah, especially when you're a beefy guy. Mm. You know, and you're oh, always okay. walking. Well, you're <laughs> chafing all when the you wear time. swim shorts and you're wet. It's the <laughs> worst. It is the so worst. Bad. I, I, I did buy it. a pair of swim shorts. You actually, I showed them to you, yeah. and you were like, "Why are they so big?" It's like that's exactly why they're so big. <laughs> so yeah. I have room in them. I I haven't worn a pair of real swim trunks in years. I just wear board shorts and put on uh, compression shorts underneath because there's just, the chafing is just the worst. Oh. Oh, and we my, went to, and we went to a and water park once, right and I legitimately between, yeah. bled before we went home from the water park. Oh. It was terrible. Just walking around, just chafing, chafing, chafing. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, Aunt Jane. Right. This was not the intended topic of conversation. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so how to be a winner. But, how to be a winner. winner. But you see That's what part I'm of saying. It. Don't, wear, don't wear bathing suits. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> it's hard to win when you're chafing. No, the right tools. To, like, you need to have the right tools to be a winner. I'm sorry, but he turned it into a positive. So you did good job. Hey, Hey. (laughs) okay, okay, but okay. So really, what I got from your whole spiel there is, it's like I think that we've, in our own way, we've mastered a way to be able to adjust. Yes, like that's what we have truly mastered. As I mean, again, as far as I can tell from three of us, but again, there's still people out there that don't do that and they just stick with something and they stick with it forever right and sometimes they look crazy and it is horrible and it's bad that they do that right and you're like you need to stop doing that stop climbing that hill like just don't fight that battle anymore like get real yeah you know and and like people will tell them that and that becomes like a point of where they're like oh yeah well too bad and it just pushes them even more you know um, and there are some success stories of that, but most of the time that's not the case. I think mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I do. To uh, I would push back a little bit on, though on that idea mm-hmm. um, because I so there's a, a lot of talk these days about balance, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of people that will emphasize balance above all else, right? So like right. the idea that, and you certainly do have to have boundaries, and you don't want it, like all your relationships to go away and everything. Um, like you don't want to ruin your marriage because of a pursuit of a, a dream or something like that. You don't it's want like that. You run all day. And there has to be some balance. Right. But there's a lot of people that will put up balance as like the number one thing. Like, 
if you don't have perfect balance and achieve balance in your life, then you're not, you know, a functioning adult. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think there are times in your life where you need to get completely out of balance in order to achieve the things you're pushing towards. I used to talk about this with uh, marching band kids all the time. So, like, the marching band season, because of – we would pull kids from all over the state of Wisconsin. So the marching band season, we pr- they pretty much lived with us for five days of the week for the months, like the second half of May and then June and July, just because they couldn't keep going home and coming back all the time. Like if, it's a re- if it was a regular high school band, they would have just gone home at night and come back the next day. Um, so it's like double the commitment of a normal like high school experience for band, right? Um, and I know I sound like a band nerd right now. I am a band nerd. That's okay. Um, but we would talk about that all the time of like during these two months, like this frankly is going to be the thing that you like, you're going to go home, you're going to work. And we would even coach them up before they went home. Like, Hey, you're going to get home. You're going to be tired. You might be a little bit crabby, but understand your family is more important than this band is. And when you get home, you like, you need to treat them with love and respect. You need to tell them about what the way we would prepare them for going home so that they would be, and some of it was to cover our butts too. So it wouldn't be like every time my kid comes home, he's He's crabby crabby and he yells at us and then he goes back to band. And he's like, so like we prepare them for all that, but would also talk about the idea that you need if you really want to be great you need to be a little bit unbalanced for this next you know three months or whatever it is uh people are gonna you need to be a little bit unhinged for this you can't be have a balanced life and then also be successful at what we're doing because it's just too hard so and we're talking about like winning we're not talking about just going out and putting on your average homecoming field it just show, feels right? like you're saying you have to be more balanced honestly like no like so, what do you mean when okay, you say unbalanced, so for example you know? so uh you're in rehearsal for five days, mm-hmm. and then you go home for three days, and you have to work those three days because if you're going to keep a job, you got to work at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So you got these high schoolers going home working those three days, and then while they're home, they're also practicing their instrument and memorizing music. Mm-hmm. They're also, um, you know, like getting extra sleep and not hanging out with their friends. Right. They're doing all these other things on top of it so that they can continue to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then I would even encourage them to go further than that. Like start watching, go on YouTube and watch videos of your favorite, like drum cores and marching bands sure. and things like that. Sure. Um, and start obsessing over it. Like know the trivia, figure out what they do in there. Like what makes them successful? We would go, I would take groups of kids and we would go watch other bands rehearse mm-hmm. and we would uh, outside of our rehearsal time. And we would talk about how, they rehearsed and take things out of that we'd go to shows and we'd do all that yeah. kind of like and it was it was nuts but we'd only do it for three months and then when august hit it was back to real life right this is no longer your obsession and now you have to move on and uh, you can enjoy the memories you don't have to stop watching youtube videos of your favorite drum chorus you can still talk to your friends right but now you have to move on from this and then it'll be our obsession again next year and the same thing's true with like varsity sports at the high school level right yeah where you like bask you have to live and breathe basketball during the basketball season or wrestling season or whatever mm-hmm. it is if you're really going to be like yeah, get, get to the most of your your potential, right? Yeah. But I think we all know the kids from our high school who never got past that then. Mm-hmm. Like they're still living in the glory days of their junior oh, year yeah. of high school when oh, they yeah. were all conference. Right. And they yeah. haven't gotten past that. That was very specific, Charlie. You're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, well, so this, what's going on? In here? my experience, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of great great athletes who have an awesome junior year and then are. So if you have are a great still, junior year and have a great senior year, you're gonna go play somewhere else in college, and I'm then just you're saying, gonna get that's over That's a it. specific year in school and a specific. Did you listen situation. to what I just said? <laughs> if you have a good junior year and you have a good senior year, you're going to play in college. You're right. gonna have the opportunity to if you want to. Yeah. 
question if is, you have a good junior you year and not a junior year? No, I was yeah. not. <laughs> no, I was not. And I got the chance to play That's why college. I, was that. <laughs> I frankly, I have more memories from my college years than my high school years as far sure. as sports go. Sure. I got, there's the formative memories from like freshman and sophomore year, and then varsity memories are just kind of meh. And then the like, really, it's the the college football years yeah. that are like the ones that are really special to me. Um, and part of it is that I I wasn't particularly good in playing in high school. Like I was kind of a you know master of none. Yeah. It's just that one of those. Well, I played both ways and all that, and didn't really get good at any of it. It wasn't until I got to college, and it even took me a couple of years in college to find the right position. But once I was in the right position, healthy, um, like had the right body for it, because frankly, I mean that is part of the, the college game is finding the right body for it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was in shape, ready to play. Then it was I was successful, and it was a whole lot more fun, and that's really what I enjoyed. Then mm-hmm. you know, to play with my friends and contribute to a team. I hadn't yeah. really contributed in games um, since high school, just because I hadn't found the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in high school, like I, I it, there, I had so many things going on up here. Like it wasn't a physical issue. Like yeah. I, I was at times dominant physically, mm. but like I just couldn't get my head right, um, and I just, I, I just, I feel like I wasted those years, sure. frankly, because I couldn't get right in my head. I just, a part of it was not understanding what's going on. I also just didn't have a like, killer instinct, mm. you know, where like you go for to, to finish. I wasn't a finisher. I guess maybe I still often am. Like that's one of my biggest flaws even yet is being a finisher. Okay, so coming back to what you said about like balancing and getting over things, you know, um, something it's kind of like correlates together with uh, what we learn from scripture. Like when we talk, something needs to be said. When we talk on the podcast about being a winner, something needs to be said about what the scripture says about it. Right. What the scripture says about your achievements. And uh, one thing that I've noticed on your way to achieve something, you have to really make sure it doesn't take your... it's 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 healthy it's good to use the blessings that god gave you like good health ability to work out ability to compete mm-hmm. ability to glorify god with what you do but it is also comes to the point where you have to make sure you're keeping it balanced and healthy in terms of your relationship with god in terms of your relationship with your family with your friends because like in the end of the day, people want to be winners, not just in sports, but in life in general. People yes. want to achieve. People want to succeed. My girlfriend tells me all the time. She says, when I, when I finish college, I really want to do this. And I really want to be teacher at this school. And I really would love to start an art program at that school. And you're like, and too would, bad. You're coming with me. <laughs> no, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, and we're going I, to Ukraine, and, Ukraine, lady. And all of those, all those things are great. And like when she is going to, if she becomes an art teacher and she starts a program, I'm going to be super proud of her. And she's going to start a program and she's going to be an amazing artist. She's going to be a, a winner in life. Yes, because she achieved what she wanted. It. But it's not always like this because it's not about what you want. It's about what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. So you have to also understand that being a winner, it's not always about achieving what you want, but sometimes achieving what God wants from you. Like when I was a kid, I always wanted to... Uh, I wasn't much, I was going to church with my family when I was like 13, 14, but I wasn't much like a huge Christian guy. I hang out with not a good people. I hang out in the circles of the athletes uh, who would do bad stuff outside of the club. And I was all into sports and I was even thinking about going to a sports academy. And uh, right now my Hashtag life is, Ukraine. <laughs> and now my life is totally different from the life that I had like eight, seven years ago. It's totally, it's like a totally completely different life like i could never see myself sitting Mm. here and talking about jesus so and it's part of like i didn't fail yeah i just 
tucked in microphone yeah. <laughs> okay sorry i didn't fail it's just like it's all about it's not about what i want for myself it's mm -hmm. about what god wants for me and people need to understand that it's uh what is it called doctrine of uh, um i literally was just recently talking about it in class oh. doctrine of uh election no no <laughs> theology <laughs> of the cross no 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 doctrine of when End it times. comes to job no when it comes to your vocation doctrine of hey. vocation let's go faster track let's go <laughs> doctrine, doctrine just so of... you know that word is not exclusive to the ministry <laughs> thanks okay <laughs> i'm just saying okay but are we talking about like doctrine of vocation right my girlfriend wants to do this and that and i and i have a lot of things that i planned out in my head that i would want to do i would want to start the congregation there and i would want to go there and there and travel the world but the truth of the doctrine of vocation we don't find joy in what we do or what we achieve we find joy in the love of god and his purpose for us and what he has done for us that's what it's all about it's about making sure you're using the ability and you're using the blessing that god gives you and puts you in life but in the same time you don't forget that it's not Dang it. Wait, are we still recording? You were preaching hardcore though. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, actually, not sorry. I'm so sorry in? that we lost you halfway through the rant. Sorry. So, shortly, simply saying, we have to make sure that we have the right priorities and we understand that it's not about what we want or what we want to achieve. It's about what God prepares for us on the way yeah, to yeah. those achievements. Right. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, so. so much beer? No. Alright, so you were talking about the idea of like you had the Lord had different plans for you than the ones that you thought. But you were talking about like going into academy, like sports academy and things like yeah. that, like basically being fast fast track to be a pro athlete essentially, right? Or yes, or at least a collegiate level athlete. Yeah. Um well but your sister kinda took the opposite oh, approach. She right? is yeah. still somebody who is in love with Jesus. I would assume, right? Yeah, she is. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And somebody who is very passionate about what they're doing, probably obsessed if she's yes. performing at the level she mm -hmm. is, um, and probably, I would argue, following God's plan, but also following this passion that is outside of ministry. But I still argue with my family sometimes. What? In a good way, uh, because sometimes she like she has a practice on Sunday, or something else is popping up, or she has like a tournament or practice. Okay, tournament is one thing, but like she has like practice or some other things going on, and our church services are only on Sunday. And I always tell my parents, please don't have practices for her on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like that, at least one day a week, make a priority for God. Well, is she? supplementing it someone does she go to like a monday service or something we don't have monday service it's only one service a week and it's sunday okay well. so that's and that's that's a, like a big issue for me they don't do it they don't do it often i love you mom like, i love you my sister <laughs> i'm so proud of all of you but like sometimes it's like you know sometimes i'm like i mean she skips church i'm like yeah you should be going to church that day you know what yeah, i mean like it's right. time for god like i would never like if my coach told me go to practice during the church service i would go to church service. right well i think showing that you care is what's more important out of that because then that reminds her oh yeah i need to find a way to get this in yeah because and i do I mean, it out of love because yeah. here's the thing is it's like we don't there's not a day of rest and you know what I mean? Like, we yeah, don't right. follow well, that system. And it's not necessarily mandated. It's not mandated by what yeah. we believe. It's just, we like to have that. It's certainly like, wise. I mean, it is, yeah, it is wise to, I mean, 
have a uniform day of rest. That way you can get fellowship in and everything like that. That's why I said you, you know, should. Like the whole I don't say experience. I don't say she has to. I said right. you should. You should. You know, like I'm like advising her out of love that like you didn't sin yeah. by not going to church right. because we don't have like it's not a, we don't have a lot of times that you have to go to church. Right. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like it's good for you. To have one day a week that you prioritize for God, at right. least. Yeah. You know? Oh, and that's and not so unique to your family necessarily either. Like, that's a normal thing for, especially for elite kids. Um, like, their families kind of revolve around that, right. for better or for worse. And it is something that tends to fall behind. I think, I, whether it's, you know, basketball, doing AAU, you know, wrestling tournaments, yeah. whatever it might be. Like, those things do often conflict because those are just the times where stuff well, gets scheduled. And see, it can be tough because then, okay, so I guess this can turn into a super awesome industry combo, I'm just saying. Like, that's okay. the route that I'm about to go. It's like, okay, go ahead. If I, okay, at someday, my future church, I know it would probably be somehow exhaustive maybe for, you know, myself as the pastor, but at that point, not a pastor yet, just, just clarifying. Close. But the, what I'm trying to get at is it's like, as a pastor, I think we need to, it just feels like if you're doing that, if you're having it be that you only have your services on Monday, you're almost, for, not forcing guilt, but it's like you're giving reason for people to have guilt when they don't really need to have any. Okay. Like they should, okay, the guilt should come if they don't come to church at all. That's when they should have that stirring in their heart and their conscience is like, wait a minute, I haven't been to church. I need to get to church, right? But, like, what I'm getting at is I think at, like, I'm definitely going to have, like, a Monday night service or maybe a Wednesday night something or Wednesday day something available for my members, hopefully. Like, in my mind, that, like, in the modern world, that seems to be something that would be beneficial, like, especially because there's so many people that I remember growing up with that because Sunday was the only time church could happen, and that's all stuck in their minds, they just don't well, go to church at all throughout the week because they're like, oh, I missed it on Sunday, so out there, you know, they don't have anything else. I can't show up. Well, you know? the other thing about that, just from a practical side of things, like nurses and OTR truckers mm -hmm. right. and like shift yeah. workers like that, yeah. a lot of times it, like the turnover is on Sunday, so you'll mm -hmm. work through Sunday and then you will, will have like Monday or Tuesday off or even a couple of days off after that. Yeah. Or like nurses that'll work, you know, seven days straight for, you know, 14 hours a day yeah. and then have a week off, you know? And so I, and they, they just don't, they can't go during those times. Mm -hmm. I think that is useful. Right. Is, is Then it's not inherently wrong. Right, exactly. It's not wrong, but if we were to have a, if our church, if my church is set up that way, I understand and can see why that guilt can like be, it turns into a whole, they're sinning against their conscience, right? And we don't want them doing that. Okay. We don't want people to, I mean, either they have a hyperactive conscience or a nearly, like their conscience don't work at all. Either way, you got to find a, it's a sweet spot. It really is yeah. what it is. But uh, something I want to say earlier, kind of back to this whole hardworking and winning stuff, um, like to talk to your band point and just any point in general, it's like, I don't know that it's necessarily a deorganizing or a un, what was the word that we were saying? Obsession? No, no balance. No. Balance. Yeah. It's not really in my, the way, okay. When I grew up, the way I always had my, had life explained to me, if you got stuff thrown at you is you got to be a juggler. You gotta be like the circus clown that's juggling, and people are just gonna keep throwing balls at you, and you just gotta catch them and keep juggling. 
right, without dropping time, any of them. I, like, I, would argue, I think it's a skill to sorry. learn how to be able to juggle all those situations. Yeah. Because, like, I, that's just a more positive way of saying it, I feel like. Yeah. By saying, oh, you got to get unbalanced like that, it's kind of a little weird in my yeah. mind. Can I improve on your... Sure, go ahead. So, um, I, I would argue they're not throwing more balls at you. They're throwing other things at you to juggle, right? Sure, yeah. So even if you better. Have a, if even you have better. A, they could be different shapes right. and sizes, yeah. So, you've got, like, a chainsaw coming around. You're oh, going to yeah. be more paranoid about the chainsaw or the knife or whatever and it is than you are about a rubber ball, ball right? Yeah. And so, like, you, you've got some rubber ball things that you're just tossing around. You know, like, maybe that's my daily workout. Mm -hmm. I need to mm -hmm. do it. I don't want to drop and it. And it's easy. And it's easy, right? It's, it's a low-hanging fruit. But then you also have, you know, like... You know, marriage problem or something like it's sure. a razor sharp sword. Yeah, you, yeah. like you, go. you do not want to drop that. Yeah, and you, you don't want to touch it on the handle. Like you gotta, <laughs> you're gonna put more time and effort and effort into making sure that right, one exactly. is getting taken care of, right? Yeah. Or like it, you know, a glass or whatever image you have in your brain. Yeah. Like you're gonna treat each one differently, but you're still juggling yeah. all those things. Yeah. I like it. I really like it. And if you can't handle it, mm -hmm. if you're a juggler and you can't handle the number of things you're juggling, you, you do? set it down you drop a few of them. while still juggling everything else. Right. Yeah. You can't just shut everything down. Right. You're not a juggler anymore then. Yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're just, just a clown. I really like that Full analogy. analogy. That's yeah, so good. That's a great analogy. And that's what I grew up learning. Like my dad and my mom, that was always what it would be if I was going to start something new or let something go. It was always, oh, you're going to have to learn how to juggle with that. Or you're going to have to learn, <laughs> well, that was it. It was just, you have to learn how to juggle that. you got to learn how to fit that in your schedule. you got to right. learn how to be successful yeah. at it, yeah. too. And I think that's good parenting. Yeah. Because like, at yeah, some right. point, you're going to have to learn that skill. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, there's, you can't even control the circumstance. You just have to deal with it, you know? Like, when we went online for learning, it sucks. Nobody liked it. You know, maybe we liked it for a couple of days, but okay, after no, that, no, like, I did enjoy going to class in my pajamas. Fair enough. Fair enough. I did enjoy going to class. Fair enough. In my but pajamas. like the learning isn't the same either. You know, like you, it just it stinks. But at some point, you like you just have to deal with it. You gotta yeah. do what you gotta do and right. keep going. Yeah, and that's what my mom always talked to me about. Like when I was in school too, when I did sports and I didn't have time to do homework, she's like, "You gotta find time to do homework. Right. You just got to." Like, you have to. Right. Like, she's like, then don't do sports if you can fit it in. And I was like, I can fit it in. I don't want to just, you know. Well, and that's the thing that makes all these other things work. Yeah. yeah. And then she was like, okay, then find time to do homework. And then yeah. you kind of work work it out, work yeah. around it, and you do find time. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow because your life is going to change. Like, Absolutely. things, you can't keep going the same way. If something's not fitting in, you can't just keep going the way that you're going. You're going to get wrecked. Like, you have to make a change, and change hurts. Change is not always easy. Sometimes change is easy. Most of the time, change is incredibly hard. You know, like, things are difficult. So, yeah. when I deciding went, when I how and States, when, and, oh, man, well, I can only imagine. That was a huge change for me. Oh, my goodness. For coming here? For coming here. My mm -hmm. sophomore year, I went through a major... Have you ever heard about culture shock? Yeah. <laughs> I've went through a major, like, massive, hardcore culture well, shock. Kosia, I'm going to have to listen to it when you guys... Wait, 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 why are you leaving? Wait, tell yeah, everyone, hey, tell hey, everyone the reason why you leave. Before girlfriend. What? Oh, you were <laughs> Explain <laughs> everyone why you're leaving. Tell everyone in the microphone, tell why you're leaving. Alright, guys, so I got a girlfriend now. Yay. Why are you leaving? I'm leaving because she has to go to bed early because the girls have to leave for the track meet at 6 a.m. 
And you want to say goodnight to your sweetheart. Yeah, right. She's going to bed soon. And, so and what's the go. reason? Why don't we have a full hour of audio before you had to leave? I s- okay. Because apparently, <laughs> because apparently these dinguses decided to wait for me, which I love. And it because we didn't want to go three for three on Gus just randomly appearing in the middle. Right, of the but that's my thing. Now. <laughs> if you do it three. If you do it two times, then you know it's just that's that right, guy's so thing. So from now on, we're just gonna plan on Gus being ten minutes late. Yeah, you guys just start without me, and then I'll Suck walk in, up. and I'll be able to jump in. Right. Okay, you know what? I, oh, I'm not okay. Okay, that's not a great way to do it. I understand that. You need to find some balance, bro. I'm gonna. Need to find balance. <laughs> gonna. <laughs> and I will. So next week, I'll be here the whole time. Is that a promise? That is a promise. And if I'm, not, if I'm not, I don't you know promise. what you guys are not, if, you, if, if you're not here for the whole podcast next week, then the podcast after that, you have to do the whole thing with your shirt off. Okay. That feels like a punishment for your viewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, bro. I'll be back. Bye, good stuff. All right. See you. Bye. Say hi to a woman for me. Oh, I will. Yeah. So, speaking of culture shock and adjusting <laughs> and balancing yeah, things. Yeah, tell me about it. So, my sophomore year, um, I transferred to Luther Preparatory School, and I went through a major culture shock. When I was going to prep, I did not think it's going to be that difficult. I showed up, I, no, I didn't know language, I didn't, I didn't have any friends. I wasn't, el- I don't even think I was eligible, I'm not even sure if I was eligible to do sports, because I, like, I transferred during the year. I was like late by two or three weeks. Okay. So, I'm not even sure if I was able to do sports the first semester. So, I didn't do any sports. I didn't do anything, and at that time, before I went to the United States, I haven't really even worked out in the gym, so the really? fitness center wasn't a big thing for me. So when did you learn to lift the way that you do? Uh, Was that here? A lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. Okay. Not just that, okay, I did educate myself through reading books about strength training and watching a lot of YouTube, talking to coaches too, I visited a lot of fitness centers, like back at home I worked with a coach a little bit, Not, I didn't pay him, he was just a really big nice guy kind of like you he was close to 30 <laughs> years old and uh, he was like uh he was like went to nationals for powerlifting and stuff and uh nice guy and we've talked for a little bit and he like taught me a lot about the technique and everything else also once you start working out in the fitness center you kind of find friends oh yeah lift a lot yep. yeah and do. they do know a lot of stuff like yeah. my friend uh luke Mueller, the dude is just massive uh crazy lifter <laughs> went to powerlifting tournament, uh, was like that close qualifying for nationals. I think he matched the Wisconsin record for bench press in his weight class. Really? Yeah, so, and you like, and he was my roommate, we lifted right. together, lived together, so you find people like that. But like, yeah. I had a major culture shock my sophomore year. Like, homework didn't go well. GPA for semester was 1.7. And you will be surprised, I could not balance out even school. Like, I didn't work first semester, I didn't do much sports, I worked out only two, three times a week. And I still did really bad at school, and I just could not just balance it, like, right. at all. And then it's got better, and that's the thing that I've learned through this is how to adjust. Like, it took me a lot, of, a long time, but through being patient, I wanted to go home. I remember calling my parents saying that I can't do it, I'm going to go home. But through being patient, working hard, grinding that homework every day, sitting there with the English dictionary trying to translate the text for history, <laughs> it's like... It took a long time, but like through the patience and like, you know, and you know, just grinding it every single day, I was able to adjust. And that's what it takes sometimes. It just takes time to adjust and patience to like get through challenges and rough times like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. What, what, um, did it, did it just kind of get better 
on its own or did you do things to make it get better? Um, I did watch a lot of YouTube, uh, took some classes online, not like just like free uh, courses, um, like Duolingo, what? just random websites, just like how to learn how to pronounce uh, words in English and you just or like basic English grammar and it's going to be some free online courses that you can take or 30 day free trial yeah. or not. And you just go in there and I would make copies, I would take pictures of their website, I would take pictures. And that's how I learned. I took a couple of years of English back at school and uh, when I went to prep, I could like, it's like with Greek, I could sit down, open a book and read and translate slowly, yeah. but there is no way I would be able to right. speak. I never had this experience of talking to a fluent right. English speaker. So it just took a long time of just talking, communicating with people, sitting down, translating everything. I remember Bible, actually learning Bible helped me so much. We'd have memory works to do for every week. We had a memory work from my BHL class, from Bible class, by, yeah, just religion class. And uh, every week I knew that I have to translate at least like five, six, seven verses. And I translate them and then I memorize them and it helped me a lot to build a good vocabulary too. Yeah, interesting. So that helped a lot too. So awesome. So that just goes along with like adjusting, you right? Know? Like because like in my life I had to adjust a lot, like adjusting to a whole new culture to be successful at school, to be successful at sports, to be a winner in something. You know, like it took a long time adjusting and right. being patient. Well, and you had to pick and choose what you attack too, right? Like you didn't try and do it all at once. It wasn't exactly. like I'm gonna master all these things. I'm gonna get good at weightlifting. I'm gonna build a wrestling team, I'm going to learn English, I'm going to do all this all at the same time. You have to move slowly and accomplish one goal, set another goal, accomplish that, set another goal, accomplish that, or get towards accomplishing exactly. it at least. And exactly. And make just, it manageable. And every day you just learn more and more things as you go forward. You know, like, I first time I came to the United States, I was a sophomore high school who, out of all of the paperwork, has to have form that he's a student and one passport, and that's about it. And uh, I didn't do any sports, I didn't do weightlifting, I didn't do anything. Now I'm a 20-year-old adult who works, who pays his bills, who pays taxes, I own a car. I have a lot of friends all over the United States. I have friends in Florida, California, Arizona. I have friends in Michigan who I can go and visit anytime. It's like it got to the point that I feel here more confident than as if I go back home. Because like if I go back oh, home yeah. to Ukraine, my parents pick me up with right. their car and they yeah. have to care of me but when I go here I'm like Full. well you have ownership of your life here here basically yes right yeah and I started out with just being clueless sophomore high school kid right doesn't know anything it's interesting that's interesting so what's next for Kostya what's next next for Kostya um going through college and you're still playing football so that's a big thing yeah right? I, I play football see with football, I love football. I give my 100% when it comes down stepping on the field or prepping before the season, like going like off-season workouts and lifting. I give 100%. You know, I use every single opportunity God gives me. But to say that I'm as dedicated as I was when I was in high school for wrestling, no, no. My, right. my mind change changed a little bit. Like, it's just not that much anymore. It's just like, I enjoy football. I enjoy lifting. I love hitting PRs. I love... How far I can push my body, but in this, in the end of the day, uh, it's more right now just about winning over Greek and Hebrew and just other yeah. classes, becoming successful students, being balanced how you are, just being healthy, well balanced, successful human being, who goes through his education one day, hopefully get married, have kids, become the minister of the gospel, and just you know just. Um, 
lets his light shine and reflect God in the best way possible. That's awesome. the main goal. Sweet. Any last words? Any last words? Don't be a loser. That's right. Don't be a Don't loser. Don't be a loser. Do better. Yeah. Just kidding. But, I Just mean, kidding. in reality, it's like, it's, um, you can... I don't really like the terms loser and winner, but they're easy to use in this particular case. Yeah. Um, but they're like, we just have this victim mentality a lot of times. I think it's not just an American thing. It's it's a it's a it's just the way the Western world is at the moment. A lot of people just choose to live with a victim mentality. This idea that things are happening to me and I can't really control them. It just is what it is and this is who I am and blah, blah, blah. Well, like everyone, no it's everyone's fault and not, right. not a single No person. ownership. So maybe that's even where this conversation really was rooted is ownership. But um, you can decide, and this isn't, this isn't, like, you can decide whether or not, you can you can't necessarily decide how successful you're going to be, but you can decide how you're going to go about your business on a daily basis, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can decide, hey, I'm going to make my relationship with Jesus a priority, right? You can say, um, I'm going to have the strongest faith I've ever had and go after that and get it, right? Mm -hmm. You can say, um, I'm going to be the best friend to these five people that I can possibly be. And you can go do that and you can go get it. If you don't like the fact, like, there are things about all of our lives that we don't like. You have the power to change that and to make an adjustment and to shift and to pivot or whatever it might be and change your reality to something that you like, mm -hmm. to something that is more suitable to you, to something like to what you want it to be. Exactly. It's like So make sure that it's, it pleases your Heavenly Father and then go do it. Like that's that's one of my biggest frustrations I think in life is watching other people and I think I have not that I do it perfectly but I generally do kind of do that for the most part and no, it gets me in trouble sometimes. That. You can say that, yeah, you can say that. Uh, I don't always do that, but I often like I wanted to start a podcast, so I started a podcast. I decided like the, Jesus tapped me on the shoulder and said, "I think it's time to go be a pastor." So I literally dropped everything. Moved to Minnesota, and now we're going to become a pastor. All the way from Wisconsin, from Milwaukee, yeah? You're not yeah. in Milwaukee, exactly. So it's right, like, it's which not is, a a, again, a huge culture shock, you know? Just from a, a massive city, culture shock, right. From urban um, area to New Orleans with an 80% population over 50 Most people would look at the amount of time I spend on my health and the amount of money I spend on food. They would look at that and say, I'm nuts. It's not even a decision for me. But you know what? I've One of the Christian speakers that I was watching just recently was talking about the difference, the man of God and the fool. And the difference between the man of God and the fool, the man of God remembers that what the choice that he makes right now is going to affect him in the future. So we're not really, uh, we're not really in control of the, uh, speaking of doctrine of election and all of this, uh, and you know, we're not really in control of the final picture where are we going to end up with a Heavenly Father or not, but we're in control of our life in terms like the choice that you make right now is going to affect you in the future. If you've never started a podcast, you've never read the books that you've read, you would have been a different person right now. Maybe never been here to decide to be a pastor. Right. No, I it, wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't. And that was it a will of God? It was. But was it the choice that you made and affected your life? It also was your choice that affected you in your life. It's like... If I decided to quit and go home and I decided to push through and uh, be patient and learn English and spend extra time doing homework on the weekends, would I be here right now? No, I wouldn't. So like, that you, if you choose to go work out uh, 
it's going to affect your life differently than if you would have gone and choose to go drink and party and uh, do drugs, you know? Right. It would have affected you even as a person, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's just like, that's the difference between the fool and the man of God. The man of God, even though people might say you're nuts for spending so much money on food, you know that it's going to affect your future. Yeah. And as and, and it's, it's going impro- to improve my ability to do the work of God in the kingdom. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's all what it is. Yeah. So maybe maybe the word for the today is be a finisher. Be a finisher, exactly. Be a finisher. Finish it and finish it right. Choose it. wisely of what you're gonna start, and then be a finisher. Be a finisher. Well said. Appreciate you, man. That was amazing podcast. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Always glad to have you. Uh, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Costa uh, and then underline score S K O R. So K O S D I A underscore S K O R. Uh, Gustav is Gustaviano Wenzo. He bailed on us, but he's still kind of a cool cat. Yeah, so yeah. you can go follow him. That'll be in a link below as well. You want to shout? You shouted out your girlfriend's art and your. We well, you shouted out your sister. You want to add theirs too? Do you know what they are? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna go grab my phone. Okay. Right while he's while he's talking, um, or while he's looking, um, you can find the Gerda Podcast on, uh, oh boy, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play. Um, wherever that you listen to your podcast, Podbean, you can find it there. Um, you can also watch on YouTube. This one is actually recorded as a video. Um, you might be listening to the audio, but it was recorded as a video. Um, you can find that on YouTube. It's a growing page there. We've put up all kinds of stuff there. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, at just at Gird Up Ministries. There's a community there you can join as well. And then you can follow us on Instagram at Gird Up underscore B underscore A underscore Man. Go ahead. Okay, so my girlfriend's... Uh... Pod, uh, um, art account is artist abby one so artist abby a b b y one and uh, my sister's instagram account is yeva so e v a underscore s k o r e n k a yeva underscore skorenka awesome so, very cool so go support the people that love jesus man keep digging it and go be the men that god created you to be absolutely be a finisher Go team. Let's go. I love it. That's awesome. Isn't that fun? Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.
Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.